Hello, people. You're welcome to Kojo on the Pod. Today is going to be an interesting conversation. I'm here with a good friend of mine, and he's going to give an introduction. But before that, guys, don't forget again to follow me on Instagram, Kojo on the Pod, and also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Kojo on the Pod, the talk show, and also my Apple and Spotify, Kojo on the Pod. So, yeah, before. We continue. I hope you guys are doing well and stay tuned for more. So, SK, please give us an introduction if you don't mind. Thank you. Hey, Kojo, thank you for uh, for inviting me on your podcast today. Uh, for everybody listening, my name is SK Darko. I am an, a, a fitness enthusiast, a writer, and a, an innovator. So, um, I'm glad to be here today. That's good. That's good. It's, 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 um, I know I asked you not too long ago via Instagram, can you be on my pod? And you may be wondering why I asked you to come in. And I feel like, um, most of the times the people that I invite to my podcast, not necessarily, um, people, I mean, I'm not looking for people with like any like check mark or, maybe a lot of followers or something. I just need people who are genuine and people who have an open mind to just have a conversation with. And I think that the reason why I picked you because I've had conversations with you prior to this one. And I just wanted to just, you know, just sit down and have a chat with you. So thank you for accepting my invitation. No problem. Thank you. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. Um, again, um, you know, I'm just, I'm always open to just engage in, a, you know, in an interesting conversation. So, um, again, I'm glad to be here and, uh, so yeah, let's, let's do it. Thank you. So looking at your Instagram. Okay. Before you go there, who is SK? If you had to describe yourself in three words, who is SK Daco? I'm just passionate, um, visionary. Uh, just enthusiastic person. I so think passionate. those three words, yeah, passionate and, mm-hmm. you know, very passionate about everything that I do, whether it's fitness, whether it's writing, whatever it is, I'm very passionate. Um, I'm an innovative. I'm always looking for new ways and challenging, you know, tradition and finding new ways to do things that uh, can move, can move processes forward and, you know, can just introduce new ideas and, I'm very enthusiastic about everything I do. I love to bring a lot of energy into everything that I do. So I think those three words kind of comprise of, you know, who I am. Okay. That's good. That's good. So you spoke about fitness and um, when I talk about fitness on my pod, people think I'm trying to, you know, shame them or stuff like that. But, (laughs) But, um, my first few episodes, I talked about you know going to the gym, getting fit, eating healthy, and I got I got some feedback from some people. They were saying, "Oh, so you're telling me that oh if I if I don't go to the gym, I'm not fit or I'm not healthy and stuff like that." But that's not necessarily the case. But I'm glad that we have someone who is in the fitness world to at least you know give an insight to how people should or people look at the fitness aspect of, of things. So how did you get into fitness? Oh, I mean, you know, could you, I, I, for me, it started very young, um, at a young age. Um, I believe in the third grade, I had just come come from Ghana and, you know, when you come, you know, to a new, a new country, you know, there's a language barrier and, you know, you're kind of getting adjusted to the, adjusted to the culture and, you know, I used to get picked on a lot in school, and um, I had a friend that I looked up to a lot, and, you know, he was very strong for his age, very fast, and, you know, he would kind of, like, stand up for me, and, you know, one day, I asked him, you know, how come he's so strong, how come he's so fast, and he just told me, you know, just do push-ups every day, and, you know, it, it's silly, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a silly thing, but I, I just, I took his word for gold, and I started doing push-ups, and, you know, it's just the discipline of doing it every day. I did it in the morning. I did it at night. I did it from the third grade all the way through high school and, you know, even until now through college, right? And over the years, I saw myself get very, very, you know, str- I, I saw myself get very strong first, and then my confidence shut up. 
And I just fell in love with just the process of, you know, building myself up. I saw that the more consistent I was, you know, the more results I got. And the more results I got, the more confident I became. The more confident I became, the more I wanted to just, you know, keep the process going, the more addictive it became for me. And, you know, from just push-ups, I, um, I went into college and um, I met a group of friends and then we formed this, you know, kind of like a workout group. And, you know, the passion just ignited because now I started doing weight training and, you know, it's brought me to where I am. And I learned a lot about, you know, not just about exercising, but also about nutrition and how to eat, when to eat and the impact on nutrition on how I look and how I feel. So, you know, just uh, a short background about you know, how I got into, you know, into fitness and how it was brought to me to where I am right now. So is it safe to say that you are addicted to fitness or working out? Yes, I'm not ashamed to say it. I am addicted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because um, the reason I say this is because yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure there are a lot of like myths of like people who go to the gym who are like, you know, mm-hmm. fit and strong and all that kind of stuff. Most of the times they say, um, you might you might. It's not. I don't think it's a fact. It maybe might be an opinion or something. But they say that the reason why most men go to the gym six times a day or whatever the case is, or those gym rats is because they've had like a breakup and that's how come they put all their energy into the gym, into working out and like just trying to get away from the emotional, you know, stress and all that kind of stuff. Could, could that be, I mean, again, you said this from childhood, you know, but do you think is one of the myths as to why most gym rats go to the gym as often as, you know, as they want to because of that. Well, could you, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a myth. You know, everybody really turns to fitness, you know, at their own break point. You know, um, everybody, there might be a reason or there might be a cause that led them there. Um, in fact, I know a friend of mine who, you know, really took fitness very seriously after a breakup. And the way I see it, it's, you know, life, life is full of, Life is just full of different events, right? You, you, your girl might break up with you or, you know, you might lose a friend or you might, you know, maybe you were looking to get into a certain school and you don't get into it or just something tragic might happen to you. And for many of us, you know, our reaction to the events or the unfortunate things in life really determine who we are and it can really shape our lives. So, you know, if, for example, somebody's girlfriend breaks up with them, and, you know, um, you know, they're really hurt. They're really down emotionally and they don't really know how they can move on with life. They really have two options. You know, they can, you know, develop a habit of, of drinking and, you know, trying to kind of suppress that pain by, you know, engaging in, in destructive behavior. Or they can turn that pain and fuel it into passion and get into the gym and create a better version of themselves. You know, look better, feel better, develop confidence Right. And then be able to move on with your life. So, you know, and again, it's, it's different for every person. It, it really just depends on, on who we're talking about. But, yes, there are people who turn to fitness, who turn into weight training in particular because of breakups. And I think that's it's an amazing thing because they've turned something negative and, you know, they've turned something negative into something positive, you know, and I think that that's much better. It's a much better way for them to, you know, transfer a, uh, a misfortunate event um, rather than just, you know, allowing themselves to wallow in that pain and just turn into destructive behavior. Sounds good. Um, I mean, honestly speaking, you, you've, you've made it very clear to me that um, going to the gym or being fit helps with your confidence and what you said earlier too also makes a lot of sense because you, you know sometimes people use the negative aspect of their life to to fuel something great in them that wasn't there you know mm-hmm. so i feel like even though a heartbreak might be one of the most damaging or dangerous thing in in this world you know mm-hmm. by you trying to convert that energy of a breakup mm-hmm. to 
put it into the gym, put it into your fit, your 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 well being, put it into how you look, your confidence, and everything. I think is really good. So, yeah. So if you're out there and you had a heartbreak, hey, you can still take some fitness, you know, classes, go to the gym, build up your yeah. confidence, and then you never know where you might end up. So with um, with training, right? I remember back in college i took weight training my first date was intense actually it was my mm-hmm. first time actually going to the gym like you know learning all these things these mm-hmm. um exercises and stuff like that right and yeah. it felt a bit weird because i'm like what am i trying to do to myself because i don't i mean i've honestly speaking i i grew up very lanky slim mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff i didn't see myself trying to build any muscle trying to learn certain exercises whatever the case is to build my physique right mm-hmm. but i think yeah. as time went on as you mentioned with the confidence and with the consistency right i think i just you know developed that lifestyle so for you from childhood till now have you mm-hmm. have you seen any development any you know change as you've you know have you declined have you you know I want to know, has it been, has it been consistent as you say it, or there was, there was always like some, um, some loopholes in between your, your journey of fitness? Oh yeah. I mean, for the most part, you know, or, you know, in a, on, from the bird's eye view, I've been consistent. Right. And of course there were days where I was more motivated or passionate or more inspired than other days. There were days where, you know, I didn't push myself as hard as I could. You know, I was kind of just floating by. But, you know, I had many more days where I was consistent, where I was passionate. And because of that, the the results was also consistent as well. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'm from really, you know, if I'm being truthful, from the time I started in the third grade, by fifth grade, I was actually one of the strongest in my school. In fact, when we did, we, we used to have uh, Prince William County used to have this, uh, you know, they had these um, exams, right? They would do the pacer, we would do push-ups, we would do sit-ups. They had like a, a certain exercises that it would um, measure, they would measure each student to see, you know, your fitness level, right? And when it came to push-ups, I was always number one. Um, and I even got invited to compete for my school within the county. Um, so by fifth grade, I saw that I was much stronger by sixth grade, I had like a four pack. I, I, I felt so confident and I felt so strong and I was dominating. You know, I used to play football. I was doing really well. Um, and I, I used to run track as well. And I noticed that because of, you know, being consistent with pushups, like I've really gotten stronger. I've really, I really feel very confident in what I do when it comes to, you know, fitness and just sports and athletics in general. And then from, of course, from high school to college, you know, in high school, you know, everybody thought that I was, you know, weightlifting. Everybody was just like, hey, like, why are you not playing football? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? Because at that point, I was I was very bulky. I was, you know, very strong. And, you know, people were just the, – the, the coach asked me to come and play for the football team because I was just – at that time, I wasn't playing any sports. But, you know, I was still consistent with just doing push-ups every day. So, you know, just to kind of bring everything to – um the conclusion, I say that, you know, the results, as long as you're, I was putting in work, you know, the results was consistent. Some years I was getting more results than other years because, you know, there were, there were always times where I have, you know, you have a little bit of slack. There are times where you feel less motivated, less inspired, but in the, you know, from the bird eye view, if you're looking at from point A to point B where I am right now, I would say that they ha- I have always been growing each and every year. I'm always growing. I'm always getting stronger some way, somehow. And that's good. That's good. Um, I mean, f- me for one, I do admire myself. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, wow. This was me <laughs> like 10 years ago, lanky, <laughs> slim guy, no muscle on my skin. And now, like, see the difference is like, is, even though it's not really all that, but at least I do see some changes. I do see 
I don't see those um, ribs anymore. <laughs> you know how like you can be lunky and your ribs are just showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see it anymore. And like now, it's like I do see some changes in my body, and I'm I'm happy. I mean, of course, there's more to it, but I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy the process, as you said earlier. Like the build up is beautiful. It's beautiful to yeah. just to just to just see. So you mentioned nutrition. How important yeah. is nutrition to you? And also, like those who are not, let's say, for example, a friend is going to listen to this podcast and say, "So, how if I get into the gym or?" Again, to fitness or weight training, whatever the case is, is nutrition important in in building up my muscle or in my fitness journey? What would you say to the person? I mean, I would tell the person nutrition is everything. I mean, there was a guy, for example, there was a guy in college, and he barely worked out. You know, at that point, I, I you know, I think it was about my sophomore year. I didn't really understand, you know, the full weight of nutrition on, you know, overall, you know, muscle build up and overall your, you know, physique, how your physique look. And that guy, I mean, he was always, he told me he always drank milk. He was always getting his protein in. And every time I saw him, he looked like he just stepped from the gym. Like, I mean, like he just had a massive, massive physique, like muscular physique, you know, and again, genetics play a big role in that as well. Mm. But overall, you know, the food you eat is, is very, very critical. Um, and I understood that I think my, my junior year from junior year going on is when I started, you know, kind of experimenting and, you know, trying different eating styles and different foods and just trying to understand how I can just play food to my advantage, how I can, you know, alter my nutrition to be able to, um, you know, change the results I was gaining. And, you know, after college is, you know, after college is really when I fully understood the nutrition plays a big role because now I'm tracking my macros, I'm tracking protein and carbs and fats, and I'm limiting my fats because, you know, earlier on I was just eating everything because I just thought that eating would just make me get stronger, right? I didn't really understood that it was different. All, all calories are not the same. You know, calories can be broken down in, into protein, you know, calories you're getting from protein and calories you're getting from carbs. And there are different times you need to be consuming these types of calories if you really want to maximize your um, the results you're getting. So, um, yeah, if you're a young person or not really young, but if you're just getting, getting into fitness or getting into weight training, then I want to say, you know, take some time and go on YouTube and really just learn and dive into the importance of nutrition and um, get your nutrition right from day one. And you will just be amazed by the results you get. So um, that's a good, that's good. That's good. Actually, I'm going to give you a story. So I used to go to the gym like at least three, four times a week when I was back in college. And mm-hmm. I, I was still used to the rice and stew and the chicken, <laughs> yeah, the yams and the plantains and the fried rice and jollof and stuff like that, right? And yeah. I mean, of course, it's not like, don't get me wrong. The nutrition part is good. Buying the broccoli, mm-hmm. buying the spinach, buying the lean mm-hmm. muscle chicken, buying the all of that is good. However, the price on those things as compared to, you know, fries and nuggets and other things are way, <laughs> way, way, way different. Now, way yeah. different, you know. So yeah. the commitment to changing your nutrition and your lifestyle it's a, it's it's a different ball game, honestly speaking. Because I know a friend of mine who said, "Oh, I went to the gym and I came back, and my wife had made me fufu and lye soup. I can't resist it, and then he had to eat it, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's difficult. I'm mean, if I said difficult, I'm actually, yeah, I think it's difficult to just switch from what you used to eat to something new. Like, for example, how will I just stop stop eating um fufu or live soup or maybe jollof with goat meat and now eat like broccoli with potatoes or salad or something like it's mm-hmm. it's literally a big a big jump right so what would mm-hmm. you tell someone if the person's like trying to try and trying their best because that that other side of the of the field is is not all that you know easy to just yeah get to but how would you just tell someone to just move from where he was to where he's supposed to be if that makes sense 
That's a great question. And because um, what I what I mean, in my in my experience, right, I've learned that everybody has a different tolerance for discomfort. I mean, if you really want to see a huge change within the next six months, right, in your body, maybe you're a very very uh, skinny, lanky guy. You want to put on a couple pounds of muscle, right? And you want to do it at the fastest way possible. I would just say get on the chicken and rice and broccoli meal, stick to the same meal every day, you know, eat five, six times a day, drink this amount of water, take these supplements, and I promise you, you will be unrecognizable in the next six months. It's but not everybody can <laughs> boring. Rice and stew and chicken and broccoli yes. every freaking day. That's boring. It's, it's very it's very boring. But again, this is for the person who wants to get on the fast track, right? And who wants to see those those gains very, very fast, right? Okay. And who can tolerate the boringness and the discomfort. Okay, that's just for that's for that guy. But for many people, you know, it's they can't do it because they're not used to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So for them, yeah, they don't have to jump right into that type of lifestyle right away. They can make incremental changes, right? And with the incremental changes, you know, say you say you're used to eating fufu and you know you're eating plantains and everything. Fufu is is high. You have to understand your calories, right? You know, fufu is it's probably it's high carb, right? It's high carb. You can eat fufu, but the time that you eat the fufu determines how it shapes your body. If you want to eat fufu, probably eat fufu before you go to the gym. It's high carbs. Okay, don't eat fufu after, you know, after 6 p.m. Because all those, and it, you're not going to burn any of those calories. It's, it's, it's a high-carb food, right? So you have to understand that, okay, if I want to eat fufu, first of all, how much do I actually need to eat? Okay, limit your portions. You can limit your portions, and you can also determine the best time to eat those type of macros. Okay, and then if you're going to eat for food, you know that for me to build muscles, I need protein. So let me increase my, my, the amount of protein I take in. So if you're eating, you know, rice and, you know, rice and stew, right, or perhaps you're, eating, you're even eating plantains or um, plantains and, um, and spinach, then you know that, okay, I need to increase my protein. So instead of making, eating, you know, four or three um, scoops of rice, maybe you limit down the scoops of rice and you increase your lean meat, you know, on, on with that, with that dish. So, you know, just making those small changes without sacrificing your entire, you know, palate or your entire way of eating, you know, you, you get to see those incremental changes. Right. And with that, you know, you know with fitness, the first thing you notice is that your energy changes once you start making better, you know, better eating, eating choices. You see that once you start eating the correct way, your energy goes up and you feel much better. You have more energy to do work, right? And with that energy, you know, you can implement that, you know, use more of those energies to do, you know, to, to, to build yourself up, whether it's weight training, whether it's going running or any type of physical activity that can make your heart stronger, increase your cardiovascular, um, cardiovascular strength, right? And also be able to increase your muscular strength. Right. And the more you invest in yourself in that way with your food and, you know, making better and better choices, the more you start you, from the, you know, again, you start you start off just feeling good. You get more energy. So you feel good. And then the more consistent you are, you start to see physical changes. You start to see physical changes. And I believe that that's that's just the best motivator for anybody who wants to actually make this a lifestyle. Right. Because once you start to see results, I'm telling you, you will become addicted. Because you know that, okay, if I'm able to lose 10 pounds or if I'm able to gain five pounds of muscle, I know that if I'm consistent, I can, I can get to the next step. I can lose 20 pounds or I can gain 10 pounds. I just need to be consistent, right? And um, so, yeah, so for the, average, you know, for, the, for, the, for the average person starting out, don't just make the, you know, don't just jump right into, the, into hot water or don't just jump right into rice and broccoli or, you know, <laughs> what else do I eat? Rice and then potatoes and chicken, and you don't have to jump right into it right away if you're not comfortable with it, with with that. Okay, so you can look at what you're currently eating, understand the type, you know, all the type, of the, the type of different calories that you're eating, you know, and then figure out when you need to eat what so you can burn those calories, and then figure out how much protein you actually need to be able to grow muscles. Okay, once you're able to do that and get incremental results and start to feel better, 
now you can discipline yourself into making better and more healthier food choices for yourself. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. What about what about keto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday I was talking yeah. to a friend and he was like, "Oh, he doesn't go to the gym anymore." I mean, he does. Go, he doesn't have like a gym membership, but he does do the cardio, walk, skipping. <laughs> You know mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff, right? And he said yeah. that he's now in the, on the keto diet. Mm-hmm. So he his goal is to lose weight. That's his goal. He's no his goal okay. is not to gain weight or anything or gain muscles. His goal is just to lose weight. And he went on the keto keto diet. What is your okay. take on that? Do you think that's that is a good way to losing weight quickly, or you think it's just hype? Because as you said, let's go to YouTube and YouTube has a whole lot of, you know, I mean, I won't say misinformed stuff, but sometimes you can get misinformed on the internet. So maybe yep. keto might be one of the ways that, you know, could lose weight. What's your take on it? Well, because see, I know people, what I'm going to say is that every strategy works, but it's not just about the strategy. It's about how you work it and how consistent you are. Okay, I know people who've lost weight with keto. I know people who've lost weight just watching your food intake. Okay, so keto is basically you just eating low carbs. You're basically relying on your body to get its energy from fats and protein, right? But again, you don't need to get on the keto diet for you to be able to lose weight. I know people, there are people who get on keto and still gain weight because now you're eating even though you're not eating high carb, you're eating high, very, very protein. high fat mm-hmm. and very, very high protein. And they're, they're not, you know, burning those calories and the calories are still, you know, in your body and your system and you're gaining weight. So, Wait, so hold on. Know, so hold on. You can get, you can get fat eating yes, a keto can, diet. <laughs> yes, you can. Because but see, all keto is, listen, all keto is, is that you're just, remember what I said about watching your calories, right? You yeah. get calories from, fats we get calories from carbs and we you know we get calories from protein those are what we call the macros macronutrients right so basically keto just says that i'm going to reduce the amount of carbs that i'm eating i'm just going to allow my body to get more of its calories from fats and protein that's all keto is Mm. okay but the thing is for a lot of people who are not disciplined the moment is they cut out the carbs they make up for those calories by eating. It's like they, instead of eating those carbs, those carbs, they get that cal. The calories that they would have gotten from the carbs, you no, know, they eat excess fat to make up for those calories because they haven't disciplined themselves to just eat less in general. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, it does. Yeah, so they overcompensate for the uh, the reduction in carb carbohydrates, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really losing weight is a very simple. It's a it's a simple, um, it's a simple process, but again, it's not easy to follow through. Yeah. It's simple in the sense that you just got to eat less, eat less, and burn more calories than you actually eat. So with the, with the keto, right? I, mm-hmm. From 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 your perspective, it sounds like there's yeah. a there's a deficit, like there's a deficit in your balanced diet because of course balanced diet carbohydrates, proteins, yeah. fats you know, vitamins and all that kind of stuff. So now you, now you are reducing or reducing or no carbs at all. That means there's a deficit. Don't you think so? There's a, yep, there's a deficit in carbs, right? Um, yeah. Which, I mean, you're reducing your carbs, which in theory, it makes sense because a lot of times carbohydrates, it turns into fat. Even protein turns into fat when you have excess and you're not burning enough. Yeah. You're not really, you know, you know, putting them into use. Yeah. So it's just, like I said, it's just another strategy for you to um, reduce calories. It's just a, another strategy, but in the in the high, you know, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you could you could have lost you could have lost that fat without getting on keto, mm-hmm. because all you have to do is just eat less than you actually burn, mm-hmm. eat less calories than you actually you know your body actually needs. Mm-hmm. So if you can reduce your calories in general, reduce your fat, reduce your carbs, reduce 
you know, and you know, slightly increase your protein, mm-hmm. right? Or even reduce your protein, whatever. If your sole goal is to lose fat, mm-hmm. then cut down your calories, right? Mm-hmm. And exercise, increase your metabolism, increase your increase the amount of calories that you're burning each day. Mm-hmm. So if you can eat less calories than you need, guess what? You're gonna lose fat. Mm-hmm. It's a simple process, but we it's tend to people to that yeah. It's just, it's a simple process, but again, people are always the people are always looking for the new idea. They're looking for because instead of doing the work, people are always looking for a way to kind of circumvent the work because mm. they think that okay, this strategy is gonna work because I'm doing this. This strategy is gonna work because everybody else is doing it. It's a new it's a new, you know, is a new glitter. It's every what everybody's looking it's at, what everybody's a, chasing. A new now. trend, a new trend. A new trend, exactly. Yeah. Instead of just understanding that, no matter what, no matter what trend comes the way, no matter, no matter what, whether you're eating, you're, you're you're reducing fat, whether you're reducing calories, or whether you're just cutting protein from your meals, if you want to lose weight, you have to do. No matter what you do, you have to eat less calories than you actually, you actually, um, you actually burn. Consume less calories than your body actually, you know, um, needs. Mm-hmm. So you just got to cut down calories, eat less and work mm-hmm. out more. It's mm-hmm. really, if you really just want to get to the basic of it, mm-hmm. eat less and work out more. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you will lose weight. Your body, it's, it's simple mathematics, it's simple physics. It's, that's just the way the body, the body works. Mm-hmm. Okay. But okay. people, you know, tend to overcomplicate that. Yeah. 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 If you're listening, guys, please don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Kojo and the Power Talk Show, as well as follow me on instagram kojon the pod and also you can go on apple and spotify kojon the pod and just subscribe to subscribe to listen to more of this this conversations so sk um are you a trainer are you a fitness trainer yeah i would not i train people but um i train people i train very close friends of mine okay okay but you, but, you, but you're yeah. not certified I don't, I, are you I'm not. No, I'm, you're not certified. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Okay. So I ask this question because we we are we are we are um, gearing towards the the deep dive conversations. As as my podcast is mostly about deep dive conversations. Is you mm-hmm. if if someone was to come to you and say, oh, oh, okay, let's say you're in a relationship, okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're not into fitness or anything. You are just like mm-hmm. a normal, regular guy working nine to five, whatever. And your mm-hmm. wife comes to you, oh, babe, I'm trying to get a personal trainer, you know, to help me lose some weight, whatever the case is. And mm-hmm. she says, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a male, it's a male personal trainer. Would you, mm-hmm. would you be okay for your, for your wife to get a, a male personal trainer? It's it's hard for me to answer this question because I can't I cannot imagine myself just not working out. That's why and that's because... why I said, that's why that's why I, I give the I give the preface earlier on to say let's say you're a regular yeah. guy you're not going to a gym you just do your nine to five <laughs> doing your thing you think you're okay so just just look at that from that frame framework. No, personally speaking, I I I would think. Um, it's it's hard for me to answer this question, but why is if it you hard? if you are the why guy, it hard, it's hard because knowing who I am and where I am and just with my experience, I would rather be the one to kind of take her to the gym and you know train her, uh, uh, just because, yeah, right. That's just based on my background. But if you're the guy, you know, I'm trying to put myself in that place. Then yes, you have no option but to allow her to you know go and get a trainer and to allow her to also um you know change her change her lifestyle and become fitter and become more healthier because I just, you know you're not taking the lead as a man yeah. you know in your household you're not you're supposed to, as, as a man you have to take a, you know in my opinion you got to take the lead and um lead your household whether it's fitness whether it's spiritual whatever it is mm-hmm. you want to be the one leading by example and you want everybody else to follow you know follow through with that yeah so if, if you're not doing that and you you know your girl your your partner your wife comes up to you and brings that um the suggestion to you then you have no choice but to accept it because you haven't you haven't been a standard mm. so if they're going outside to look for outside help then you gotta allow them to be able to do it
because mm. it's, it's you know, they want to advance, they want to feel better, they want to be healthier, you know. So, so, so in in that in that line of in that line of um answer answer right. Let's say she goes out to find yep. the, the source or gets the help. If anything yep. happened in the in the course of her fitness tr- journey. Right? Who is to mm-hmm. who is to be responsible? Let's say she goes out, finds someone with a personal uh-huh. trainer, and she gets pregnant, or yeah. she gets involved in the, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, wait, by the an, trainer, an entanglement <laughs> or something. Who is to be held responsible? Wait. So I, I want to clarify. I want to make sure I'm understanding this correct, okay. question correctly. Okay. So Go on. She goes outside, finds a trainer. Are you saying that she get involved with a trainer, or that the trainer gets her in shape? And then she becomes attractive to other men, and oh. then she gets into an entanglement. I want to clarify. Okay, just to clarify, right? She gets yeah. a, a male trainer, and because of her losing her weight, she, she engages the trainer. Oh, oh, okay. Well, in that case, uh huh. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna just. It's both. It's both of your fault. But I would, you know, first of all, it's the guy's fault because, like I said, in my in my understanding, which guy you know, as a man, it's the man. It's the husband's fault. Okay, okay, right, okay. Because to my understanding, the man has to, you know, you got to be the one leading in your household. You got to set the standard. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if your woman ever wants to come to the gym or you know feel healthier or get in shape, then you have to be the man. You got to be the one I say, all right, babe, you know, we got to get healthier. We got to do this. Let's go and do it together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then she can follow your lead. Mm-hmm. But if you're not taking that responsibility as a man and you're just chilling and you think that you're okay. And then, you know, she goes outside and finds somebody. And then, you know, through the course of them training, one thing leads to another. And, you know, things, you know, yeah, she gets pregnant or whatever. Then, you know, I mean, she made the decision, but you, your actions or your inaction led, led to her decision. Mm. You know, so mm. it's both of your fault, but I, as a man, I would blame the guy. You blame the husband first, first. because he didn't, okay. yeah, he didn't take that that initial responsibility mm-hmm. of of leading his family, um, his household into you know a, a more fit um, and healthier lifestyle. I agree. I agree with you too. I, I, yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing. You know, because once you let go of what's valuable to you, it becomes mm-hmm. valuable to someone else. Right. And in that case, it's out of your control. Right. So I understand that everyone has to do whatever they want to do with their lives or whatever. But when it comes to your husband, your wife, these are this. This is a duty that you have upon you as a husband to lay the standard. Like how are you going to allow your wife to be in the hands of another person? I get it. Of course. Yes. You can call me insecure. You can call me jealous. You can call me whatever the case is. I am going to be territorial when it comes to my yep. wife are you feel me yep. so yep. i'll make sure that i take even if i'm tired i'll still make time hey baby let's go yep. do five minutes ten minutes you know i won't, yep. I won't put you in harm's harm's um what's, what's cause it i won't put you in harm or any form of danger right i'll just make sure that mm-hmm. you are with me we are good and everything pretty much so yeah i think you i think you're on point i think you're on point on that i think you're on point on that um one more question let's say um in the same in the same framework of you being in a relationship right now mm-hmm. yeah if you um let's say you was you're chilling with your 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 girlfriend or your wife no let me just put it let me say you're chilling with your girlfriend because wife is a bit extent let's say you're chilling, mm-hmm. you're chilling with your, your girlfriend and then she goes on social media and then she keeps liking male male pictures like men pictures on social media like do you think there's something wrong with that well first of all right <laughs> before, before I answer this question, if, if i if i if you're in a relationship me and this girl right uh-huh and 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 i go and just randomly i just start liking the random girl's pictures uh-huh would she would, would the girl feel some type of way would she you know, would she feel some type of way? I mean, again, it depends on who you who you with. Okay, it depends on who you with, right? But okay. you know yourself. You know who you are. Do you think okay. that when you see your wife, or no? That's what I said. I don't want to put wife. 
Well, let's say you, Girl, you, see, yeah. you see a girlfriend like liking male pictures on Instagram, you know, do you like, would you talk about it or just like, oh, hey, it's whatever, you know, what what would you I do? Mean, mm-hmm. First of all, if that happens uh, automatically, it's like, I'm going to be on, on alert, right? I'm okay. So who's this guy? First of all, now I want to know. Now I'm interested, right? Okay. Is it somebody I know? Okay. It's somebody I know. And it's like, it's like, uh, what do you call it? It's like a, a mutual friend that, you know, we both know. Mm-hmm. Then you know, it's cool. Okay. Because you know, somebody who, somebody I'm aware of, somebody I know, um, somebody she knows. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's somebody I don't, you know, I don't know from Adam and, you know, it's, you know, it's just, out of the woodwork and you're just liking your pictures, then yeah, I'm, I'm going to be concerned about that because mm. like, you know, it's, mm. and I feel like as a man, you, you have the right to be, you know, to, it's not about feeling insecure and because think about it, you're in a relationship for a reason. Mm-hmm. You're when you're, you got in a relationship, you, unless, you know, you've, you're doing any type of, you know, you have any type of agreement where you just want to date around or whatever. But if you're in an, in a exclusive in an exclusive relationship, then I don't really see the point of you going outside and just liking other pe- people, uh, the opposite sexist picture, especially when you know that this is, this is an exclusive relationship that you're in. Okay. But it's, that's It's Instagram and it's just pictures. Like I can't. It's, it's so, so, okay. Okay. You see now you see, you say it's not just pictures. It's not. Okay. If I had, if I had qualified the pictures to be, maybe hot girl summer pictures or maybe um the guy showing off his abs and stuff like that would you be do you think you take it to extreme it was like a regular okay a soful a soful then like wearing suit and tie and you know do, do you see any difference Okay, so if it's a past is if it's like a past or whatever no no like no answer. no necessary past like like if yeah like professional, like professional wise, like shirt, you know, shorts, sneakers, oh. not necessarily showing off anything. Do you think listen, you'd be okay with that? I'll still feel some type of weight hey, because wow, you can listen, 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 listen. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's listen because yeah, the, sh- wow. the shirtless pics, the uh-huh. shirtless pics, and all of that. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. that does it. That does it for some girls. But other ones, they get turned on by the suit, the sharpness, this you know, the smooth. Oh, so, so either, either way, way you know, either way, I either, still either get <laughs> exactly because everybody has the, what what they like. How I see. You, know, okay. you know what I'm saying? You could be, you could be, you could be, you could be the guy who you know, like who you know, you you um you attract, you know, you attract females by you know how nice you look, your physique, and everything like that. But mm-hmm. even on top of that. You can still attract them by how sharp you look, by you know dressing sharp, looking you know looking looking professional. So either way, it's not necessarily about how you're dressed. It's really just about the fact that you're going outside and you're liking your pictures consistently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, it, what you're wearing doesn't really justify you liking your pictures. It's the fact that you're in a, you're in exclusive you are in an exclusive relationship. Mm-hmm. So why are you going outside and liking random, you know, random guys' um, pictures? Because we know where pictures. We know we all know how how things start. It starts <laughs> off with pictures, and you know, and we know the game how it goes. So like, so <laughs> there's no need. There's no need to be you know getting getting involved with all of that. You know what I'm saying? So would you, so would you keep that same energy on your side? Like you in like you know thirsty trap pictures from women if you're in any serious nah, relationship. I mean, I'm single right now. I still don't do that. Just you because still don't do that. Okay. I, the algorithm. The more you you start liking those things, the more it brings it to you. That's I true. don't. I don't want to be distracted. I don't. I don't need to be looking at all of that. Right. That's so, true. I. I. I nah, it's not my cup of tea. I also know, so. hear. I also hear that. Um, I don't know. You maybe might give me some insights on this, or maybe you heard it somewhere. Like, if you like, um. Maybe you followed someone, okay, you mm-hmm. gave you their username, whatever, they follow you follow each other and mm-hmm. then they liked maybe three pictures from your grid and you also mm-hmm. liked three pictures from their grid. Is that an invite yeah. to show that that you are interested in the person? Oh yeah. I mean it's like I said, it's, it's part it's part of the game, you know, is is the game. <laughs> so if you're if you're mutually, you know, liking each other's pictures, then you know what I'm saying, you can take it to the next 
to the next level. You can start engaging in conversation. That's where you hit the DM and, you know, you do what you got to do. You say what you got to say. And then, you know, you, you, you keep things moving because now mm-hmm. you know that you're both interested in each other, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's not just Instagram. It's, it's not just a picture sharing. It's way it's, it's become a tool for us to be able to engage and, you know, actually meet people, you know, all over. Yeah. Right. Engage yeah. And, you know, and actually that's, it's really just a dating app. Really. Literally. I was really just a literally dating a dating app. app. Literally it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a dating app. Yeah. So everything, every move you make, every like, everything is, has a, uh, a consequential effect. Yeah. Right. Everything you're doing, every action you take is, is very, very important. So you can't just be going around just liking pictures and not thinking that, there's, they're not going to be, you know, any consequences after because mm. they are, there are intentions behind everything you do. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So let me ask this. Um, let's say you went to a bar, right? And mm-hmm. you got this lady's number and mm-hmm. she was expecting you to call her. You didn't call her. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm sure you've heard this before. Like when some men tend not to call the lady back why do you think some men don't call back hmm. okay so i can't i cannot answer for some how other people behave or okay other men behavior but for me for example if i say i'm gonna call i will call it might not be the you know the time that you're expecting unless i explicitly say that i'm gonna call you tomorrow okay you no know, you can't expect that just because i got your number i'm gonna call you the next day mm. it's just you know, I call you when I have the time and, you know, I have the the, um, the time to be able to actually engage in meaningful conversation. True. I'm just not going to just call you just the next day just because you expect me to or because it's the norm. You know, I call you when I have the time and unless I explicitly say that, hey, you know, let me get your number. I'll, sh- you know, I'll give you a text so I'll call you tomorrow mm-hmm. so we can set up some plans or I'll call you Wednesday. We can set up some plans. And it's all about communication, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to get the number, then you got to communicate to the person, you know, what your intentions are and what you're, what you're going to do next. You just can't just get the number and not communicate anything and just kind of leave, leave them in the, in the um, just guessing, right? Mm-hmm. So as a man, I feel like you got to just set the expectations for the person. Hey, l- let me get your number. I'll, you know, I'll call you Tuesday. Let's talk and get to know each other. Or I'll call you Tuesday so we can set up a place to meet or you can go grab some drinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's about communicating your expectations and communicating your, um, you know, what you're going to do next type of thing. That's true. Um, cause I hear, I hear men, most men saying that the reason they don't call back is because maybe the lady showed a few red flags prior to, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the conversation or maybe the number or they heard something mm-hmm. about the lady that changed their mind or mm-hmm. maybe they're not interested in the lady just to begin mm-hmm. with. So, the, you know. So why do you get the number? <laughs> I mean, it, sometimes it, it may be like, okay, like for say, for example, you're going to a bar with your friends, the friends like, hey, go get her number, you know, out of like a daring moment. Oh, okay, I'll get it. If I get it, you, you, you know. So maybe they just do that just for the sake of the, I won't say, well, I say peer pressure. I mean, yeah, that could be peer pressure, but at the end of the day, he got it. Oh, I got her number. Like, you know, that kind of, there's this, um, there's this, there's this reward that you get from, you know, winning. Knowing that. Yeah, knowing mm-hmm. that I did it, I got her number, yeah. you know, that kind of feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think most, most men like to have that feeling. Of like, oh yeah, I got the number. Oh yeah, you know this lady is my X Y Z. So yeah, sometimes people just do that just to just for the hype of it. But honestly speaking, the reason why most men don't call maybe they don't they don't want to be rejected. They don't want to feel rejected. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. And yeah, <laughs> like SK, let's be real. Like men are built most. If I, if I say, yeah, men are built to by default to be rejected by default. You know, by default, we are built to be rejected, you know. But however, it can also play the role of a woman too. Like, it can also be a woman being rejected. But the thing is that most women tend not to feel rejected because, like, they know that you're going to accept me regardless. But I've, I've, it's, it's, it's an interesting um, 
idea that most um women have like this ideology of like i don't i don't want to be i don't feel rejected at all by men because i know you guys want me you know so why would you reject me if you want me how on the flip side most men will reject you because they don't want you right but it's like they see that to be it's not really like a norm if i mean if it's not like a norm where women will be rejected as compared to men being rejected especially when it comes to relationships and stuff like that or am i am i, am I blowing my trumpet because i mean honestly speaking like it happens on a daily basis like it does happen on a daily basis so i feel like well, rejection is is i mean okay rejection is both sides but mm-hmm. mostly the men suffer rejection more than women in my point of view when it comes to relationship okay or what do you well, think i think i think i think the reason why perhaps you might see it that way is because men takes more chances than women you True. know the way True. the way you know society has been set up for the longest men have been the one to pursue the opposite sex we've been the hunters right so yeah because of that you're probably going to talk to more women than than more you're probably going to talk to more women and in the in, in you know in in the case of you doing that some are going to you know reject you and some are going to accept you but mm-hmm. of course in life you know the acceptance rate acceptance rate is always lower than the rejection rate True. right True. not everybody you talk to is going to say yes yeah right? depending on how attractive you are or what your circumstance might be Mm-hmm. Right. So, and you know, it might seem like women don't get rejected a lot is because they are the one being pursued. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, if they're not going out there and, you know, so to speak, making the cold calls and, you know, making the attempt to get somebody's number or, and whatnot, then of course it might seem like they're not getting rejected, but really, I mean, they still get rejected too in the form of whether or not they get cheated on or whether or not, like you said, a guy may get your number and then may, see a couple of red flags and mm-hmm. might not, um, might not even, um, you know, call them back. So their rejection might be what I call a soft rejection because they didn't step out to get somebody's number, right? Mm-hmm. They rather have to give the number away. So because they give the number away, you know, the guy might just give them a soft rejection in the sense that they might not call them back or they might not text them back, or even if they date or whatever, you know, they might not, uh, they might even cheat on them. Mm-hmm. Right. But the guy seem, you know, for us, it seems like we're getting rejected more because we are actually the one running through the numbers. We're the one going outside, getting numbers consistently, you know, and trying to see who we want to talk to and so forth. And because of that, yeah, sometimes a girl might tell you straight out, no, I don't like you, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they might give you your number and you talk to them a few times and then, you know, they might ghost you or whatever. So it's just, I think it, it seems that way just because of the dynamics between the two sexes. You know, men are the hunters, therefore, we will get rejected flat out more so than women. True, true. That's it, that's it, that's it. I mean, I've heard that perspective before, and <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's interesting because I, okay, I for one, I've, I've been rejected a couple of times. And <laughs> at some point, I was like, hmm, this rejection charlie <laughs> you know like it, it hits different when you're rejected it hits different mm-hmm. you know but as you said yeah. like with, with the abundance that we the abundance mindset that okay i get rejected from this person or i can try another person i can try and try and try and try and try until i get mm-hmm. i hit the jackpot when i hit the jackpot i hope this person doesn't reject me in the long run you know so mm-hmm. yeah it's i don't think women will go through that process like they don't i don't i don't think they go through that process because if they go through that process <laughs> uh, i don't know how they're gonna feel about it honestly speaking it's gonna be a different experience if women was to like oh okay i'm gonna pursue this man he said no the next one he said no keep going 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 to meet your prince charming i don't think they're they are willing to take that marathon as compared to men. So yeah, that's an interesting um, point of view. So before we end the conversation, um, mm-hmm. I'd like to ask one more question. Can you yeah. can you chase your peppers? Sorry, can you chase women and be on your peppers? 
Okay. So define chase. You mean like consistently like pursue um, pursue your, a woman and are, and are you, be on your on peppers. Okay. I, again, I'm going to ask you a follow-up cuz okay. I really want to find One. So when you say pursue, are you pursuing to find, you know, a compatible partner, lifelong partner or are you just pursuing just for fun? Pursuing for a partner. Okay. Then yeah, you can change your per in fact that I would say that might even be part of your purpose. Right. Okay. Um ex- especially if your your purpose if you feel like your purpose um has meaning, which it should, and um it's something that you're willing to dedicate the rest of your of your life to, then yes, you you wanna look for somebody as well who you feel might be able to help you carry out that purpose. A lifelong partner, like I said. Right. So I believe you can do those two things. Um, but it's just the way you go about it that might determine how efficient you are. Right. Um, and, you know, we're not going to get into all of that because I, I'm not sure if you want to do that, but, um, I, I, for one thing that if you're really looking for a lifelong partner, then yeah, uh, you can pursue your, your purpose and do that simultaneously. But if it's just for, you know, I'm pursuing my purpose, but I'm also just trying to have some fun on the side, then I feel like, I mean, you can do it because, you know, nobody can really <laughs> tell you what you cannot or what you can or cannot do, but yeah. you're not going to be a fit accomplishing um what you you know in accomplishing your purpose because any purpose determine you know requires focus mm-hmm. it requires sacrifice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and a lot of su- successful men you know when you look at your stories and you look at your life a lot of them will tell you there were times where they did not even talk to women they were just straight focused on your purpose they were just you know doing what they had to do mm-hmm. to become the best at the, what, or, or what they do mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. um it's really just it, it, it just it just really just hangs on the man you know, how successful do you want to be at your purpose? You know, how how serious or how important is your purpose to you? If it's just something that, you know, you're just doing, you know, you're doing, you know, halfway, you know, not fully dedicated, then yes, you can also dedicate your time to chasing women. But if it's something that you're really serious about, then yeah, you're actually doing that. You might not even have to go and chase. You're going to actually doing that. I believe that on the way, on route, you know, you'll find somebody who is also as motivated within that same arena, you know, or whatever your purpose is, who would be willing to also help you and help you carry out that purpose. Um, so really, you you might not even have to go and look. You will just find it as you are in your purpose. Okay. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um you said you shouldn't get, you shouldn't go there. I don't know which part of you shouldn't go there. You mean like for fun, or was there any other thing you wanted to add to it? Maybe. You... Oh, I was saying, uh-huh. I was saying that if you want to be efficient in, you know, you know, in pursuing your purpose as well as dating a woman for as a, for a lifelong a lifeline partner, then you know, most more more than likely, you just got to be very smart about how you go about it. Um, okay. It, this is more strategic than anything. You know, you, you don't you don't want to have all your Saturdays or your weekdays just booking dates, you know, just spending money, you know, and wasting time. Mm-hmm. You just you want to be strategic about, you know, who who, you know, you even decide to even go on a date with and how you even want to do that. Because, again, your time and your money is our resources that are very scarce. True. Right. True. So you just want to be smart. That's why I said that I said that, you know. For example, if you're really, really into your purpose and you're really dedicated and focused, you might not even have to go outside and look for somebody or for a lifelong partner. As you're doing your purpose, as you're focused, somebody within that same arena is going to catch your eye. True. You know, and then it, 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 it even makes life easier for you because now you found somebody who's also, for me, as a fitness guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to build my fitness brand and everything. Mm-hmm. As I'm doing it, I'm going to find somebody, you know, who's also within fitness, who's also have goals and also want to achieve something and then now it's like now i have somebody in my life who's just as enthusiastic about fitness who's also you know just as motivated to be you know within that same arena and would be more than happy to join me and help me you know build out this purpose and you know help me as a lifelong partner to carry out my purpose you know so it's it's it just makes life easier on your part as opposed to you just looking looking and looking to find somebody who might not even you know, be supporting that purpose. Who might not even have, you know, it might not even be that important to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
it's just you as a man, you just got to understand, first of all, what is your purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You got to understand what your purpose is and, um, and you know, work on your purpose and make that, you know, the most important thing in your life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, you know, as you're doing that, you're going to find somebody within that, within that field or within, within that walk in life mm-hmm. who's also going to appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing and would be willing to, you know, work with you and, um, and walk with you along, along those lines. So, you know, again, it will make life totally easier for you if you can find somebody within your purpose, you know, who's, who's also within that, who's also has that same mindset and is, you know, willing to, you know, work with you as opposed to just chasing and looking for this woman here, looking for this woman there. At the same time, you're wasting your energy, you're wasting your resources, and mm-hmm. you're not being as, as, you, as you need to be. I truly believe that... Um purpose gives you um, a form of direction and mm-hmm. as you mentioned you can still be on your purpose and still pursue a woman that you deem to be um in that same line or you know arena as you mentioned you know mm-hmm. and again it all boils down to being intentional because you can't just be mm-hmm. out here just talking to a thousand ladies and thinking that they are on your they are on, on your on your program whereas it's only one out of the thousand that will be you know set to understand your purpose and understand who you are and what where you are gearing towards in life so i truly mm-hmm. believe that as you mentioned earlier it's it's good and it saves you a whole lot of you know time and resource to just like you know find someone who would understand you and also know where you're going and yeah so I think you can. I think you can um, chase a woman, not woman. <laughs> you can chase a woman and still be on mm-hmm. your purpose, you know. And knowing your purpose is very important. And I think that most people should sit down and make it a point to know what their purpose is and why they are here on earth for and not just live life anyhow. So that's pretty much my take on it. So that's about it um but before you go let's do a quick um fire drill i call fire drill because this is a quick one and just respond within five to ten seconds so favorite um sorry (laughs) favorite favorite sneaker like jordan's actually air max i'm sorry air max 95 (laughs) okay (laughs) favorite movie or documentary remember the titans Favorite workout? Squats. Favorite car? Oh, man, this one is tough. I can't do this one. It's too hot. Ah, I can't. You can't? I can't do this one. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. MJ or LeBron James? Michael Jordan. Okay. What is one thing that you learned from Kobe Bryant as a as a um as a person? Man, one thing uh, that mom, mom the Mamba mentality. Okay. Just you know, giving your all to whatever that you do. Yeah. You know, and striving to be the best that you can at it. Making it makes life meaningful, and like we said, we mentioned earlier, it brings purpose to your life when you can just give your all to what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much, SK. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Guys, if you haven't followed my brother, SK Darko, go on Instagram and type SK Darko. Or is, it, is it SK Darko on your social? Um, I'll, I'll definitely leave um, his um, user handle on the bio, in the bio. And then also, guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Snapchat. That's a Snapchat. I don't want Snapchat. Instagram and Spotify, Kojo on the Pod. And also Apple and Spotify, Kojo on the Pod. As well as my YouTube channel, which is coming soon, Kojo on the Pod Talk Show. So watch out for that. So yeah, guys, actually, his name is Champion. It's CH6MP10N. I'll put it, I'll definitely link his username on instagram on the in my bio so you can follow him 
and learn from his, you know, fitness journey as well. So SK, it, thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's been fun. So guys, before we close this conversation, I'd like to say one thing that um, fear is temporary and regret is forever. The reason why I say it is because I know we all have fears. We all have setbacks and certain things that really hold us from, you know, our comfort zones. And I think that if you are able to get out of your comfort zone and do what you're supposed to do or do just try something, just try something to get out of your comfort zone, you will not regret it because regret is forever and fear is temporary. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you in the next one. All right. Take care guys and have a wonderful and blessed month. Take care. Peace.